Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, before we dive into this episode, I just want to tell you about an upcoming fitness accountability challenge that I am hosting starting Monday, June 19th, which happens to be my 43rd birthday, and it's going to last eight weeks into the summer. And the whole goal is to help you stay consistent with your workouts during the summer. And I know how the summer can be personally and with our one-on-one clients, a lot of times our workouts and our fitness routine just goes by the wayside because we are so busy. There's so much fun stuff that happens in the summer. So this accountability challenge is all about getting those workouts done, staying consistent, being accountable to yourself and our group. And it is going to include all new workouts to keep you motivated. They are going to be workouts that you just need a set of dumbbells or a couple sets of dumbbells for. You can do them anywhere. You can do them on vacation. Um, There's going to be a lot of flexibility, but the whole goal is to make sure you are staying regular with your workouts. So I'm going to include a link in the show notes here where you can sign up for the wait list. And really just signing up for the wait list is just you staying in the loop about when this program officially launches. And when you're on the wait list, you are going to get an amazing discount on this accountability challenge. There's going to be some amazing bonuses you're not going to want to miss. And then you also get early access and maybe some bonus workouts that you can start before June 19th. But anyways, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to be doing it with you. And yeah, It's just all about staying accountable and getting those workouts done. So put your name on the interest list and I hope to see you there. Hello and welcome to my YouTube channel. I am Tina Hoppert. I am an FDN practitioner, a nutrition coach, and the woman behind the Carrots and Cake brand. And today in this video, I'm excited to share part two of this series because I have a lot of things to say about how to make yourself successful in a fat loss phase and keep you motivated right until the end so you get the best possible results. Okay, so let's jump right into part two with the next tip. So it could be tip number one, or it could be tip number six, depending if you watched the first video. So the next tip I have for you is to automate your eating. And what I mean by that is make what you are consuming so simple, and so automatic that you stick with it and you stay consistent. I do think a lot of times we get to this fat loss phase and we overthink what we are eating. I am all about keeping it simple so you are just eating, you're getting into a groove, and you're not overthinking it. Because I think when we overthink it, our default is to do nothing and to not stick with what we should be doing. So some ways to automate your eating is pre-plan your meals. If you're using an app like MyFitnessMal or Macrostat, there's a million different apps out there, but plan your meals ahead of time. I like to do it the night before. I'll be, you know, sitting on the couch. I'll start planning my meals. You could do it first thing in the morning when you wake up and you're drinking your coffee, but make it simple for you. And it's kind of nice to plan things ahead of time too, because when you get to that meal, you don't have to think about it. It's already planned. You just go and eat what you planned. (laughs) The next way to automate your meals is to eat the same things over and over again. And I tell this to our clients all the time. You don't need to have seven different breakfasts, seven different lunches, seven different dinners. A lot of times I tell our clients to pick two breakfasts, 
two lunches and just alternate them throughout the week. You could do a sweet breakfast, like an overnight oats or something, and then a savory breakfast, like some eggs or something, and just alternate them throughout the week. And the next week, pick two different breakfasts, two different lunches, like don't make it complicated. I also think just using fewer ingredients makes life easy. I mean, a lot of times I'm eating two ingredient meals, three ingredient meals. I mean, I basically just pick a protein, some sort of carbohydrate, and I add a little bit of fat in there, whether it's butter or a sauce or a little avocado or something like that. But a lot of times my meals are two or three ingredients. I don't make it complicated. Meal prep is a really great way to automate your eating because having that food in your house and prepared that is more than half the battle. So doing some sort of meal prep. I don't think it needs to be an all out Sunday thing where you're spending four hours in the kitchen. Do 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there. As I say to our clients, always be cooking. Every time you turn on your oven, think about what you can cook for the next day. So always be thinking about some sort of meal prep so you have something to eat. Another way to automate your eating is to eat at similar times throughout the day. Again, I think this goes back to being consistent, having a routine, expectations, pre-planning those meals. But if you're eating kind of at the same time every single day, it ensures that you're probably eating enough protein, you're getting enough calories, you're doing what you need to do and being consistent because when you start Start skipping meals, you have issues with blood sugar, energy, mood swings, all that. But just having that consistency piece can keep you on track. I also think coming up with a list of maybe five to 10 go-to macro balance meals can help you automate that eating. Because if you have a handful of meals that are macro balanced and hit your macros for each goal, just repeat those, eat them again and again. And especially if you like them, it makes it so much easier as far as what do I need to eat? I don't think you need to eat seven different breakfasts, seven different lunches, seven different dinners. Um, if you eat some of the same things over and over again, and you have those that list of meals, you can always go back to it and come up with something to eat. And then finally, when all else fails, I just tell our clients, protein and veggies. I feel like you have a pretty good base as far as like hitting your nutritional bases when you're getting protein, you're getting veggies, you're getting some carbohydrates, you're getting some fiber. I just think it's kind of like the default when you're thinking about what to eat. Protein, veggies. The next tip I have for you is thinking of your protein source first. Basically always be thinking about protein. So when you're thinking about what to eat, as far as your meals and snacks go, think about protein first. I like to tell our clients to aim for anywhere from 20 to even up to 40 grams of protein per meal or per snack, like doing your best as far as getting that protein in multiple times a day. Because yeah, if you're not getting enough protein at breakfast or lunch, at the end of the day, you're gonna have a whole lot of protein to consume and it's just not appetizing or sustainable to eat, you know, 100 grams of protein in the evening or something like that. So do your best to start thinking about protein at your first meal of the day, like really nail it at breakfast because I think it sets the tone for the rest of the day. And then when you're adding up your total protein goal for the day, I do think it helps when you start with breakfast, you're not ending up with a bazillion calories of or a bazillion grams of protein at the end of the day. I also think it's important to think about your protein sources when you are grocery shopping. So when you're making your list, like at a minimum, come up with five or six different protein sources that you are going to buy and get 
get into your house. And even better if you go home and meal prep them. I think that is really important. And I am all about having some source of protein meal prepped at all times. So I'm a big fan of shredded chicken, just throw it in the instant pot or crock pot. I like ground beef, ground sirloin, ground turkey, ground chicken. Those cook up really easy and fast. I always have cod filet and salmon filets and salmon burgers and things like that. Fish cooks up super duper fast. I also like canned tuna. I like those high protein pastas. I like beans as a protein source, also a carb source, but just making sure you have these easily accessible and convenient sources of protein. So when you are going to make a meal or eat something, you have that easily accessible, convenient source of protein. The next tip I have for you as far as making your next fat loss phase successful is really focusing on strength training lifting heavy and walking and moving as much as possible. I wouldn't necessarily do a ton of cardio. I mean, cardio is great for a lot of reasons, but it's not great for fat loss. And the thing about cardio is it can stress out your body, which can definitely mess with your blood sugar regulation as far as your cortisol levels go. It can also make you hungrier. So you might end up with more cravings. You might have issues with sleep. There are different things or different negative parts of doing too much cardio. So if you're doing cardio and you like it, great. I just wouldn't do a ton of it in order to lose weight. I mean, walking, hiking, low-key biking, yoga, stuff like that. That movement is amazing and wonderful, but it's not gonna make you hungry the same way as doing high intensity cardio or endurance training goes. And if you're trying to pay attention to staying in a calorie deficit, the last thing you wanna do is struggle with blood sugar dysregulation or crazy cravings, because of course, that's going to make you consume more calories and you're not necessarily going to be in deficit. And if you're all about building muscle, maintaining muscle in this fat loss phase, it's really important to prioritize strength training. Because if you want that definition, you wanna see muscles, you wanna look toned, you need to have muscle. And when you're in a caloric deficit, you have the potential of potentially losing muscle. So that's why it's important to consume enough protein do the strength training, maintain that muscle. And of course, the more muscle you have on the body, the better your metabolism is gonna be as far as your basal metabolic rate because that is very much influenced by how much muscle you have on your body. So the more muscle you have, the more calories you're going to burn at rest and during exercise. So really this strength training should be a top priority for you and it should be a top priority over doing tons and tons of cardio and just burning calories to burn calories. Another tip I have for you is really prioritizing sleep. And I know we all need to sleep, but I think a lot of us don't prioritize it as much as we want. But if you are in a fat loss phase, sleep is going to be your best friend. And as I say to our clients, when you don't sleep, everything sucks. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I don't have a good night of sleep or I have a couple nights of broken sleep, not great sleep, my cravings are all over the place. All I want is sugar and carbs because my blood sugar is out of whack. My energy levels are not great. I'm not motivated to work out. Maybe I'm a little more impatient with my family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cranky, but really I feel like I just can't control my hunger on those days. And of course, if you want to be in a calorie deficit and lose fat, you really need to be on top of that. And if you're not sleeping, it's going to make things so much harder for you. So go to bed, stop scrolling. <laughs> 
<laughs> read before bed, whatever you need to do to calm your body and get a good night's sleep, but really try to aim for seven, eight, nine hours a night. It is just going to be your best friend as far as helping you through this fat loss phase and helping you be um, motivated and having it be an enjoyable experience for you instead of a terrible one. And finally, the last tip I have for you, which is definitely an important one, is to be honest with yourself and practice that awareness around what you are consuming and what you are doing as far as your lifestyle habits go. I also call this don't be lazy. <laughs> Because <laughs> I think when you're in this fat loss phase, I mean, when we work with one-on-one -on -one clients, it can be anywhere from eight to 16 weeks. And I mean, if you think about 16 weeks, that's four months out of your life. It's a really long time. And I think there are times where you can be really, really motivated and do the things that you need to do and then be really unmotivated and not do what you need to do. So this is kind of the reminder to not be lazy about what you should be doing. So making an effort to track your food accurately, you know, make an effort to weigh and measure and read food labels and, you know, make an effort to track most of the week. I mean, potentially the whole week, you know, depending on your goals. But I had this conversation with a client the other day where she was getting frustrated about her lack of results. But when we started talking, she let me know that she was only tracking Monday through Thursday and basically doing whatever on the weekends. And when we looked at that, that was only four days out of seven days of the week. That's like 60% of the week. That's really like... <laughs> It's like a D if you wanted to put it on um, a grade scale. Um, so for her, it really was doing some sort of tracking Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to keep herself on track because I think a lot of us are on track during the week and then the weekends we kind of go off the rails as far as dining out and alcohol and brunch and all the fun things that we do on the weekend. So if fat loss is really your goal, you need to be consistent with staying in that calorie deficit. So it might mean that you need to clean up your weekends a little bit, track a little bit more accurately, but being honest with yourself and, you know, not just like going through the motions and like half-assing it, like really make an effort because as cheesy as it sounds, like you're only hurting yourself. You're not getting results if you're not being honest with yourself and aware of what you're doing. And I mean, I have a son, a lot of our clients have little kids, and I think a habit that a lot of us get into is having random licks and bites from our kids' plates or we're snacking on random things, like a handful of chips here, a handful of chocolate chips here, and all of that adds up, all that little snacking adds up. So really, this is just my reminder to be honest with yourself, aware of what you were doing, paying attention to your habits as far as dining out and alcohol goes. And if you're not getting the results that you want to really hone in and make an effort as far as what you are doing, but don't pretend like you're doing things perfectly when you know deep down that you're not, because as I said before, you're only hurting yourself. And if you're going to get the best results, you need to do the things that you need to do to get the best possible results. So just to wrap up here, I hope you enjoyed these tips and tricks for staying motivated in your next fat loss phase. And if you enjoyed this video, I would love for you to like it and subscribe so you don't miss future content. And of course, 
Be sure to go back to the first video in this series because it has five more secrets and hacks that can really help you be successful in that fat loss phase. And as I always say, it's never one thing. And I just want to emphasize, I think in order to have a successful fat loss phase where you see results, you stay motivated, you enjoy the experience, it's really all about getting your mindset right, staying motivated and staying consistent with your habits. So I hope this video and video one helps you as far as your fat loss phase goes. So if you're looking for a little support when it comes to your fat loss goals and changing your body composition, I have a group coaching program called Fit and Fueled, and it's all about how to get that lean toned body that we all want, but in a way that is realistic and sustainable and that nourishes your body in a way that really promotes your health instead of doing extreme things like crash diets and over-exercise. The wait list is totally free to join. And basically when you sign up, you will receive updates about the next group. And when it launches, you'll also get exclusive access, bonuses, and discounts. So put your name on the list and stay in the loop about my next group offering.